Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of willpower, right? So hear what I'm saying, because this is really important when it comes to your weight loss. Typically, when people think about weight loss, they're really approaching it, assuming they're gonna be really hungry, um, they're gonna crave unhealthy foods, they're gonna be tired, they're gonna be frustrated with the whole process, and they're really gonna need a lot of willpower in order to force themselves to do the right things. And that is how most people kind of intuitively, subconsciously approach weight loss. And I think if you approach it that way, you're missing the biggest opportunity you have in order to really master your weight. Because I don't think that you can really expect that you're going to have this never ending uh, supply of willpower that you can use to force yourself to do the right things. And so what is the alternative? Well, the alternative is to start using a preventative mindset in order to master your weight. And what that means is we begin to go a level deeper. Instead of just assuming that we're gonna be hungry all the time, that we're gonna crave unhealthy foods, that you know, going eating better is gonna be kind of annoying and frustrating and difficult and feel deprived and, and all this. Instead, we're gonna go a level deeper and say, how can I prevent those things? How can I prevent myself from being hungry all the time? How can I prevent myself from emotional eating? How can I prevent my unhealthy cravings? Now, it takes a little more thought to do this, okay? And I think this is one of the core reasons people go to the willpower approach because, okay, you get it, right? You're gonna use willpower. And I'm not eating more junk food. Well, I'm just gonna do this. And you're just forcing yourself to do it. But understand that that willpower-based approach is why it probably feels to you that every time you go and actually start to take action to lose weight, it always feels like you're fighting against yourself because you are. You're consciously whereas your willpower is, you're using your willpower to fight against your subconscious programming, right? Because your automatic behaviors of being hungry, of craving the wrong foods, of bad eating habits are all subconsciously oriented. You just do them on autopilot. You don't have to remember to do them, you just do them. And what you're trying to do when you diet is you're trying to consciously use your willpower to fight against all those automatic behaviors, thoughts, cravings, feelings. And this is what weight loss is to you most likely. You fighting against yourself to try and get the results that you want. It doesn't have to be that way. And so if you take a step back and start getting curious, what's going on? Why am I hungry all the time? Let me think about what I'm eating. Let me look at that. Let me research nutrition a little bit. What things are more satisfying? What, what foods have more satiety associated to keep me fuller longer? Let me start experimenting. Right. Uh, why am I binge eating? I keep binge eating. This is a problem. I want to lose weight and I keep binge eating at night. Okay. Instead of just trying to stop it, let's take a step back and seek to understand it. Let's seek to understand what's going on here. Why am I binging? Is it because I'm too hungry because I didn't eat enough during the day? Am I not nourishing myself enough? Is it emotional reasons? Am I just exhausted? Is it just a habit? Who knows? But if you approach it by seeking to understand it, then you can prevent it, which is way easier ultimately. Because once you understand what is causing the problems in the first place and you prevent them, now you're on a path of mastery. Now you can maintain it forever because you're not in this fighting against yourself mode. You're in a solution mode where you find genuine solutions and antidotes to what's causing the problems in the first place. And so it is built on long-term success because you're not going to be able to fight against yourself forever. It, has it worked for you? You know what I mean? God damn it. Has it worked for you? Has forcing yourself to eat right? Has that helped you achieve the weight you want? You know what I, mean? I say this, you've got you've to change what you're doing if you're not getting the results you want, right? One of the NLP presuppositions is if something's not working, do something different. And when it comes to humans, we tend not to do that. When it comes to weight loss, 
Very rarely. I mean, I've worked with people that the last 30 years, they've tried Weight Watchers 40 times, you know? And it's like, cause they had one success 40 years ago and they keep trying to replicate that. It's not working now. So ask yourself the honest questions. What have you been doing and how has it been working for you? Because I can almost guarantee you've been taking a willpower based approach to changing your weight. Now, don't get me wrong. We got to use willpower. I mean, willpower is part of the process, but it cannot be the entire, that, that cannot be the only tool you're using. And so as you start shifting your mindset to focusing on how can I prevent the challenges that I've been experiencing that have been keeping me from losing weight, you activate a whole different part of your brain and you change the entire process. You start walking a different path. And I believe this path is the one that's going to get, not only get you the results you want, but it's going to set you up for long-term success. Because once you have true antidotes, true solutions to these questions, you enact them and you will use them. But just fighting against yourself forever is very unappealing and it's very difficult. And this, I can almost guarantee you, if you've been struggling to lose weight, this is one of the reasons why. You're assuming, you've been assuming that the answer is you have to fight against yourself with willpower and force yourself to do the right things. And I would say that that's wrong. That what you wanna do is you wanna go deeper and seek to understand what is causing these problems, and then strategically, systematically seek to change them so that you get on the right path, right towards your goal weight, so that you not only get there, but again, are able to live there for the rest of your life. So take some time and think about this because this can be a profound shift and change in how you're thinking, all right? Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Thank you for that, Rose. I saw that. Shava, if I'm saying your name right, thank you very much. Um, Let's see here. As I said, I don't know. TikTok changed their stuff. So now it, it always shows me anytime someone's joining. So it's hard to get to the comments in the beginning, but I'm going to get to them. But if anyone has any questions, Wild Gemini, is it okay to be hungry? Okay. I like this question. I was talking about this yesterday. I'm going to put a little bit of context on it. Uh, I'm going to give you the quick answer is yes. I think it's okay to be hungry, not starving. Program yourself. Then we use what we call the hunger scale right? Zero to 10. 10's absolutely stuffed. Zero's absolutely starving. I would say, you know, if you want to lose weight, you want to get comfortable with probably a three, four, you know, in, in that spot. And um, that's, that's how I would go about it. Uh, but yeah, you're going to have to feel a little hungry. And this is a weird thing. I was talking about this yesterday. I'm going to talk about it right now because to me, I, I find weight loss in 2023 in America is very interesting, um, simply because I have made videos talking about hunger. And I'm going to share a strategy with you in one second as well. Um, but I'm just speaking to the fact that we want to lose weight, but there's a lot of subconscious incongruency going on. And hunger is where a lot of this shows up. And what I mean by that is I'm talking about if I make a video about how to deal with hunger, how to feel hungry and not eat, and how to strategize that and get through it, I start getting attacked that I'm pro-anorexic. <laughs> and I am not at all. Um, I believe in health. I believe in being thin and healthy. That's what I do. And so in order to make that happen, well, when I lost 50 pounds, I had to get used to feeling a little bit more hungry than I used to be. And I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? It's almost like this is like you can't say this out loud. So, yes, I think it's okay to be a bit hungry, but not starving. If you're too hungry, you're going to sabotage yourself. If you're a bit hungry, you're probably losing weight. And that leads us into the strategy that I would suggest. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, if you have eaten enough food in the day and you know you've eaten enough food to be healthy and take care of yourself, and now it's the evening and you're feeling a bit hungry, what I used to tell myself is that that feeling of hunger, knowing that I ate enough food during the day, 
um, that that feeling of hunger was me was literally the feeling of losing weight. And so I reframed that sensation to, I like the feeling of being hungry because that's the feeling of me losing weight. Now, again, I want to say it one more time. That was me knowing that I had eaten enough food. I was nourishing myself. I was healthy. I was energized. Everything was going good and I was losing weight. But yes, you're, you're going to most likely, if you're going to lose weight, you're going to have to interface with hunger. And it's two things. So there, that's what I told myself mentally. And physically, I would relax. I calm myself down and relax because sometimes when you start to feel a little hungry, especially in this culture, because you're taught to never be hungry in this culture, and a lot of people have never actually experienced genuine physical hunger. So I would say uh, getting comfortable and interfacing with hunger, for me, I consider to be a crucial part of my success because I quickly learned that all hungers aren't the same. You know, some hungers were real genuine. Okay, it's time to eat. Some hungers were just, hey, it's eight o'clock at night. We're not eating. What's going on? This feels weird. And I thought that was hunger. And maybe it was a little bit, but it was also kind of habit, um, routine. My body's saying, hey, wait, we're not eating as many calories as we used to. Send me those signals. So, um, yes, I think it's okay to be a bit hungry, not starving. And if you relax and interface with hunger, and what do I mean by that? Um, I did this last week. I broke my foot. And so there was a lot of pain coming in my body. I interface with that. And that's really a testament to meditation, in my opinion. I relax, I calm down regularly and so that I can use it in situations. So when I feel hungry, instead of just, because sometimes we just like feel a little hungry and then we start spiraling out. I got to eat. We start panicking. We start getting nervous. And you'll realize that if you pay attention next time you get hungry, instead of just freaking out and run to the food, take a minute. If you can be by yourself for a second, quiet down and just turn your attention inwards. What is hunger? What, what is it exactly? How do I feel it? Does it change? Does it go away? And that's how you'll know if it's real hunger or not. Well, even real hunger sometimes kind of subsides. It comes and goes. That's the nature of our nervous system. But especially kind of habitual hunger or hunger when you're slightly cutting on the calories. If you sit with it and it goes away, you'll be fine. And I think interfacing with that, I'm not, I'm not terrified of hunger anymore. You know, and um, I think this is a big part of losing weight. So anyways, I'll, I'll leave it there. And I, I hope that helps you out, uh, Wild Gemini. Um, Tony says, I managed to quit smoking. And what's up, Eric? I see you there. Uh, I managed to quit spo- smoking, quit dairy and became a vegetarian, but not sugar. Why is that so hard? OK, yeah, that's a good question. And this is how it is. You know, we each are our own unique person and each have our own unique challenges. OK, um, so that's the starting point. And it leads me into my prime program yourself then belief is that there's no right or wrong there's only what works for you and i always like to say this because with weight loss we really have been kind of conditioned to think there's like a perfect plan out there and we have to get ourselves to follow it and i think that's completely backwards i think you know we can study different diet plans and philosophies and and take the parts that kind of resonate and work for us and discard the rest in service of creating your own one-of-a-kind plan that works for you and i think if you approach things this way you set yourself up for ultimate success. Okay. That being said, okay, the sugar thing's harder for you. Why? Well, I could give you reasons why, but who knows? You you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That's kind of the challenge for you right now. So now it becomes, okay, how do I, first we want to start with motivation. Why do you want to stop eating sugar? That's the first thing. Most people I find with the sugar thing, especially, well, why do you want to stop eating it? Oh, it's bad for me. It, it's, it's sabotaging my weight loss. Well, that ain't enough. You know, you're probably going to have to add more to it, which funny enough, I, I just have this note for myself. So I'm going to do it. Um, is I was going to, I was working with a client today. We we're talking about sugar 
And one of the things I like to recommend is to watch some documentaries on sugar. You know, you have to understand you live in a culture where you're constantly be conditioned to minimize the effects of sugar, to just, just go past it and to associate sugar with all sorts of fun, benign, enjoyable things. When in reality, the sugar is extremely damaging to your body when you're constantly consuming it. Occasionally, it's not a big deal. But when we're consistently getting a steady diet of sugar, you know, I mean, that's kind of the main cause of, of most of the problems in, in the Western world health-wise, you know, weight-related is, is insulin resistance and sugar is a main cause of that. So, again, what I would seek to say is, like, I'm going to guess that you have been trying to stop eating sugar, but you have not seek to change the way you think about sugar. And this is what everyone does. To put it in my terms, subconsciously, I believe everything you do is driven subconsciously. You subconsciously have an idea of how you think about sugar. And if you're consistently eating it, we can assume that the way you think about sugar is that eh, it's not that bad, you know, and yet you're still trying to get yourself to stop doing it. Now, this may not be the case with you, but this is usually the case. And so what I want to do is instead of trying to force myself to stop doing something, I'm like, eh, who cares? I want to go and say, do I even really want to stop eating sugar? Is it even that bad? What's the big deal? And I ask it that way and then I'll go do some research on it. Let me watch a documentary. Let me research sugar and what it does to my body a little bit. And then let me see if that changes things, right? Because why did you quit smoking, right? There's a good example. Why did you quit smoking? <laughs> you know, it wasn't like all of a sudden one day you're smoking and the next day you're like, I'm going to just stop smoking. That's not what happened. It's an accumulation of you realizing how bad it is for you most likely, you know? And that's what's happened at whole in the culture in America anyways with smoking, right? There was a lot higher smoking rates in the 50, 1950s and 60s and it's way lower now. Well, why? Because people have much more awareness and negative associations to cigarettes than they used to. And so that's changed their behavior. So that's a strategy you can almost always rely on. And I would say that that's where I would go with the sugar. That would be the next step I would suggest for you. Um, hey, Kathleen, thank you. Hope your foot's better now. It is better. I got to say, it's, um, it's like a miracle. And, uh, oh, you know, it's funny, Kathleen Hennessy. And I got a Kathleen Davis over here. You're welcome, Kathleen. She says, thanks so much for your pearls of wisdom. You're welcome. That's why I do this. Um, and my foot, yeah, I broke it last Monday. It's probably the best break I could have. Uh, I don't need surgery. And it doesn't really hurt too much. It's been feeling pretty good. And so, uh, yeah, on the mend, you know. So now I just got to I, I gotta go into, like, not doing too much too quick and re-injuring it. That's where I'm putting my head at now. But, you know, it, th thankfully, it's, it's doing very well. Thanks for asking. Um, let's see. Shava, thank you. Your videos have helped me so much. I'm really glad. It always makes me so happy. That's why I do them, you know. Is 400 calories per day too extreme? I'm 5'1". Um, you know, that's a question for you to answer. You know what I mean? Like, have you eaten 400 calories a day? You know, if you have, then you probably already have the answer to that. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, find out. Eat 400 calories tomorrow and see how it feels. <laughs> see, see what you think. Um, but, but that's not for me to say. I mean, I think we all know what the answer is probably. You know, but I really like to approach things this way, like not not just me. Who gives a shit what I say? You know, what I mean, it's going to be up for you to decide. I will say this, that if you do experiment with 400 calories tomorrow, see how that feels. And then I would suggest doing it a couple days, see how it feels a couple days. Anyone can get through a day of doing something, but do it for a couple days and notice how it feels. And then ask yourself the question, is this am I willing to live my life at this calorie range? Right. Notice how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally when you eat 400 calories, um, because 
for me personally, I would never invest my time and energy into a strategy that was not long-term. And that's been one of the best weight decisions I've ever made in my life. You know, so I never put any effort or energy. Now I did again, good judgment is the result of bad judgment. I've fasted. I did raw foodism. I've done a lot of different stuff to impact my weight and health. And some are sustainable and some aren't. Some are enjoyable enough and some are absolutely miserable. And so I've consistently moved away from the ones that are miserable and unsustainable towards the ones that are somewhat enjoyable to enjoyable and sustainable. And now I have a, a rock solid system you know, an approach to mastering my weight. So again, I leave that to you because if, if 400 calories, you can do it and you feel like this is awful, this is miserable, then what's the point? You know, what's the point of eating 400 calories a day for a month and losing 25 pounds just for month two to come along when you crank the calories back up and you put all the weight back on? What's the point of that? And that's something you would have to answer. To me, that would not be, there wouldn't be any point to that other than wanting to mess with my head and make myself feel depressed, you know? Um, Ann says, love your videos and I love listening to your podcast while I'm on my morning walk. That's awesome, man. Great job. Um, that is, that's awesome. That's a smart way to do it. The more you listen to what I'm saying, because even these podcasts, I am a hypnotist, okay? And so I'm not just speaking information. I'm speaking it in a way that, is changing your subconscious processing and programming, you know? And so if you consistently listen to what I'm saying, uh, it will create changes in the way you're thinking. No doubt about it. Um, Hamilton Grace, you're welcome. Thank you for, for watching them. You know, so I love your videos. I'm, I'm glad. This is great. You guys are awesome. Make me feel good today. Um, changing habits. Uh, Kathleen, I imagine you're talking about changing habits, which really is the end of the day, you have to stop thinking of this as a weight loss process and you have to start thinking of this as a behavioral change process. I think that will clarify what's in front of you a lot better for your results. Um, and I just think that's so crucial because thinking about weight loss is so, at this point in your life, it's so harmful, you know, in, in, in so many ways that you need to reframe this process. And what it really is is changing habits. So how do you change habits? I mean, geez, that's a whole thing. You know, even in Program Yourself, then we go through the neuroscience of habits. You know, it would be helpful for you to understand the neuroscience of habits and a deeper understanding of what they are. You know, because most people that want to lose weight have no idea what their habits are. I mean, you know what your habit is. It's the thing you do regularly on autopilot. But you have no idea of the nuts and bolts of how habits are working. And so you have one tool to change them, which is willpower. And that's not working for you. And so, you know, the secret is to go deeper into an understanding and be strategic systematic with your habits so that you get the results you want. And, and that's really the goal for me. What I'm helping people do is not to lose weight. Anyone can lose weight for a short period of time through willpower and focus. What I'm focused on is how can you get back to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. And the only way I've ever seen that even be a possibility is when you understand how to change your habits. And that's really what program yourself thin is, you know, um, that, that's kind of the key thing. So Hamilton Grace says, is it possible to get thin with hypnosis? Will it help me lose weight if I visualize myself thin and cooking every morning? Yes, but you have to understand that hypnosis is, it's just a tool. You know, I, I think there's more to this and I think it's important. I don't mean to, to kind of shit talk any of my fellow hypnosis colleagues, but I, I, I always take an oath of being straight with all of you guys. I, I'm not going to bullshit you. 
Um, I don't think that listening to hypnosis sessions alone is going to change your weight long term. I, I just don't. I've tried it. I've done it. That's what I started doing when I first opened my hypnosis office. I didn't get great, consistent long term results. And that is really what led me on this path to create Program Yourself Then, which in my opinion is probably the most comprehensive, holistic approach to mastering your weight long term. Um, and to break it down, there's three pillars of weight mastery. I kind of make a pyramid shape. The bottom level, the most important, I believe, is mindset, then lifestyle, then the eating. And I think it's those three things you have to get into, you have to figure out. So in the program, there's a 60-page workbook where you fill out your weight mastery blueprint, your mindset blueprint, your lifestyle blueprint, your eating blueprint. And that becomes your personalized roadmap to master your weight. And under that, though, is the mindset piece. And so I use hypnosis in my program, Program Yourself Then. It's an eight-week program. Every morning you start, and I deliver it through your phone, and you, every morning you start, because the hardest part, remember we are talking about habits just now, the hardest part of change is remembering to change. So one thing I know for sure is that tomorrow morning, you're going to look at your phone when you wake up. And when you, when you wake up and look at it, you're going to see a message from me. You're going to click on that message, and it's going to be a five-minute hypnosis session for you. Each day for eight weeks, 57 mornings in a row, you're going to have a five-minute session each one is different, each one with a core weight loss mantra in it. And this helps to really start your day calm and relaxed and to start developing this thin, healthy mindset that you want. And then at night, there's a 10-minute session. Now, this is a core one. Each week, you get one of these. So there's eight of them total. These are these core, core weight loss mantras that you build around. So ultimately, you're getting like 60, you know, 65 sessions. There's another 25 sessions in the library. Again, hypnosis is great, I believe, as a supplement. And, um, you know, but, but it's, it's in conjunction with these blueprints that you create and a self-hypnosis technique, which I call the program yourself thin technique where you use the redo rehearsal technique. That's really the core of it. So you need to be able to influence your own subconscious mind and it's easy to do, but you have to learn how to do it. And so again, that's what I teach in my program and, and there's coaching. Um, how can I buy your course audios for weight loss? Um, you can go to program and you can learn about the program there. And anyone listening to this, you if you're on TikTok, you can go click on my bio and get that hypnosis session. And I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. If you go to program yourself, then you can get to it as well there. And um, so, so yeah, Hamilton, go, go to the program, go to that page and check it out because there's a couple different options of which version um, w- would fit into your, your budget, okay? Um, I will say, you know, if possible, you know, if financially it's okay for you to do, get the coaching because the opportunity to work with me for eight weeks, because in the program, it's twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, we have coaching calls and I keep it. I, I don't, there, there's not, I'm not letting a lot of people in because I, I spend time with each person, you know? And so, um, that is the most valuable thing I can offer you. Again, the program is tremendously valuable, but being able to work one-on-one with me, um, during those coaching calls is the most valuable thing because I can peer right into what your challenges are and help you. I've done over 5,000 private weight losses. I've been doing this for 20 years. To work with me privately is $25,000. I mean, so again, this program is, is the deal of the century. Again, it may be more expensive than Weight Watchers, but you're getting a lot more value in my opinion. But but go check it out. And um, if you have any questions, you can always email me at uh, program, jim at programyourselfthin.com. Um do you offer audios only eight week program? It's not audios only there. There's audios, there's video trainings. I mean, there, there's, I don't want to overwhelm you. There, there's a lot of material in here and you have lifetime access to it, but to go through the blueprints, there's video trainings 
to take you through the entire workbook. And there's trainings that go in depth on each of them if you want to go into those. So if you don't know a lot about nourishment and how to nourish your body, you know, there's like six or seven full trainings on that. Um, trainings on your mindset, there's six trainings that take you through those questions. Um, then the lifestyle, there's eight habits we go through. So I don't, I don't want it to sound overwhelming because my main goal is practicality. So you can engage the program as deeply or, or as kind of lightly as you want to, you know, whatever works for you. Um, how do I find it? You said it's on your website. Yeah, it's, you know, let me write it in for you. I'll just write this. Now I'm, I'm writing to people on, uh, on uh, YouTube. So TikTok people won't see it. Um, but yeah, go check it out. If you have any questions, it's Jim at program yourself, um, and, and I can answer them for you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kathleen says, glad it's doing better. Me too. Me too. Uh, Stella. I like that. That's good. Great advice. Thank you. Kathleen says, I like fasting working best for me. Yeah. Great. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. There's really no right or wrong. You know what I mean? Like, was there 7 billion people on the planet? Like, this is what I'm saying. This makes me crazy about the weight loss industry. This idea that someone who's never met you and you've never met is going to give you this meal plan and you're just going to follow it. Like, like that's crazy. You wouldn't let me tell you what kind of movies to watch, what kind of music to listen to, what kind of clothes to wear, right? Because you're a unique person who's got your own genetics, opinions, lifestyle, situation, right? And so it's the same thing with the food. You know, I, I know we just, well, oh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That's, that sounds like the easy path, but it's not because... It's like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And so again, to me, I think you're going to get much better results when you have principles, a general structure of how to structure your eating, which again, program yourself. Then we do a 5-2 model. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. That's the general structure. Now you can change that up. You know, when I first started, it was two days of clean eating, five days of, I wouldn't say it was pleasure eating, but I was like, I was two days of really clean eating. And then I was kind of minimized the damage the other days. It's evolved into this. And there's a lot of reasons why. And, and also, cause I'm always getting feedback from clients. You know, I'm always tweaking and optimizing. I'm not married to dogma and ideas. I'm happy to change whatever works better is what I want to share with people, you know? And so, but that's part of the approach. There is no like one plan. You know what I mean? Like how long we've been into the diet thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no one plan. You're never, ever, never. There's never gonna be like one diet, one medicine, as far as I can tell, that's just going to fix everything. And so I would stop thinking that way. And I would start walking the weight mastery path where it's a process of optimizing, tweaking, experimenting, figuring out what works for you and figuring out not just what works for you, but what works for you in the most comfortable way. So that you're not just like white knuckling through the whole process, but you actually enjoy it from day one. That's the craziest part. You know, when it comes to weight loss for most people, they're overcorrecting. You know what I mean? You're jumping in on day one and you're cutting your calories down to 1200. You're completely cutting out carbs. You're completely changing how you're eating and living. And what's happening most of the time is you're overwhelming yourself, right? You're, you can do it for a couple days and then it gets to be a real struggle. And so it's like, God damn, how many times? Now, I know, you, I know you don't, you're not thinking of it this way. Even just listening to me, you're like, oh, shit, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, you're right, Jim. That's right. Wow, no one's ever said it that way. It's like, you're in my head. I know this. Because when it comes to weight loss, you are in a dieter's mindset. You think like a dieter. And that's not a mistake. You have been exposed. I've been exposed. We've all been exposed to millions of diet ads. And so it causes us to think like a dieter. And so you now have two modes. You got overweight mode, diet mode. Overweight mindset, diet mindset. You have no thin and healthy mindset going on in there. And worse than that, you have no way to learn how to think like a thin and healthy person. 
that's what program yourself then is it's based on the mindset piece yes there's strategies of how to live and how to eat that are very important as well but without the mindset i don't know you know what, what are we doing um Haley says great advice 400 calories seems too low for anyone yeah right i mean that's what it seems like but again me saying it you know here's the thing right and this is this really comes down to hypnosis and why boy hypnosis gets such a a shitty rap i don't know you know hypnosis at one point in the early 1900s was part of the medical establishment it was considered like a legitimate thing that people were using for anesthesia and starting to experiment with other things and uh you know the medicines come in the anesthesia medicines and other psycho- psychological medicines come in and um yeah they start you know the hypnosis gets pushed to the side and now it's goof goofified <laughs> it, it's, just, it's considered this goofy thing and i can understand why people would think that but to me, hypnosis and understanding the philosophy of hypnosis, understanding you have a conscious mind, a subconscious mind, how they, they operate differently and how to influence your subconscious mind is the most important thing about being a human. <laughs> That's what I think. Because here you are, you're watching this and I know you're a smart person watching this. I know you're smart. And don't you, aren't you flummoxed with the concept of what, what the problem, if we boil it down to a nutshell, is that you kind of, you know what you should do, you know what you want to do, but you can't get yourself to do it consistently. And you have no tools, strategies, or ideas of how to get yourself to do it. You got willpower. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. And you're flummoxed. You think about weight loss 24 hours a day, every day, and you never actually do it. You know, and, and that to me is hypnosis. You know, how do you actually get yourself to do the things you know you should do? How do you influence your behavior? And so when it comes back to the 400 calories, I could sit here and tell you, ah, 400 calories is too low, but who gives a shit? It's kind of like if I describe a roller coaster to you, a roller coaster ride to you, or I put you in the roller coaster and send you off on the ride yourself, right? It's like, they're similar, but they're completely different. And so I could sit here and say, oh, 400 calories is too low, but you and your mind are like, oh no, it's not, I could do it. I'm gonna lose weight. I just want to lose the weight. Okay, well, why don't you just sit with 400 calories for a couple of days and then see how it feels? And then let's talk about it. Because now you're going to come back and say, oh, I can't do that. that. That's way too hard. Well, great. Now we're in a real conversation, you know? So, um, yeah. Naomi says, what to do when you just want to and kind of just want to give up? When you just don't want to and kind of just want to give up? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great question, right? That That's the big one. What most people, listen, I'll tell you all what your biggest first hurdle is to, to actually lose weight. And it's one that I think is going to surprise you. It's, it's to get motivated. You, you, you weigh what you want to weigh, which is to say you don't want to lose weight. Yeah, I said it. I said it, and I mean it. You don't want to lose weight. If you're, if you're not losing weight right now, I believe it's because you don't want to lose weight. I think you wish you'd lose weight. I think you think about losing weight all the time. I think your wish is a level 10 out of 10. But I think your actual want to how committed you are and how much effort you're going to put into it is probably like a three or four. And I think that's the first thing you need to recognize is that your motivation is not very strong. Now I say that I've done 5,000 prior weight loss sessions. So I'm not just pulling this out of my ear. This is what I see over and over again. And it's one of the worst things because if you're in your head saying, God, oh, I just want to lose weight more than anything else in the world, but I'm not losing weight. Well, you're most likely bullshitting yourself. And now you can't see what the real problem is, which is that you're not truly motivated. Let me prove it with a thought experiment. Don't get upset about this. It's just a thought experiment. But first off, I want to ask you, how motivated are you to lose weight? I want you to think about that number. A scale of one to 10, how motivated are you to lose weight? Okay. Now let me ask you this. And this is the thought experiment piece. If the person you love the most in your life was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, if you don't lose weight this month, you're never going to see this person again. 
Now what's your motivation in that scenario? Now that's a 10. Now with that level of motivation, even if the kid never said, I'm gonna put all your favorite foods around you all month, would you even give a shit? Right? No, you just shut it down. I'm not eating, I'm losing weight because I wanna get this person back, right? You're fixing on getting them back. It's so serious, you're so committed to it that it becomes easy to lose the weight, right? Because you're, you're so red hot, white hot, motivated. So you see, the motivation does a lot of the heavy lifting and you are not motivated. We call it ambivalence. Party wants to lose weight, party it doesn't. You know? Now part of that is also because you think the only way to lose weight is dieting and you fucking hate dieting, you know? So you just don't want to do it. <laughs> so when you say you don't want to, I think that's a great question. There's a question I always ask in the program, do you even want to lose weight? I love that question. I've asked that question to myself a million times. Because my, yeah, listen, everyone's motivation gets a little wobbly sometimes. You need to have a strategy to reinforce that motivation. Because once you do, it just becomes easier. See, what are you motivated to do? Well, you're probably motivated to take care of your kids, to go to work and get a paycheck, right? And so you're laying in bed, you're tired, you don't feel that great, and your kid needs to eat. What do you do? Fuck them. No. <laughs> you get up and you make them food even though you don't feel like it, right? You're laying in bed, oh, I don't want to work. What do you do? Just lay there? No, you get up and you go to work because you want that paycheck because you're motivated. It, it's a serious thing to you. And now it comes to weight loss. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't take this personally. Just take it as, oh, shit, you're right. That's why in the program, we start with mindset. And the very first component of the mindset program, there's six components we go through for mindset, which again is just one more thing. Because mindset and lifestyle, these new buzzwords and weight loss sometimes. But most people talk about those just, they have no, they just say it. You know, you watch out for that. You know, like Weight Watchers are good for that. Oh, mindfulness. It's like, it's just such a vague term. They just say it and no one knows what the fuck it means. For me, mindset's six categories. It starts with motivation. You're not motivated. I promise you, you're not. So I take you through the motivation matrix. The first level is how to use pain and pleasure strategically. And the second level is the science of motivation. Did you even know there's a science of motivation? Right? Have you ever heard of intrinsic, extrinsic motivation? Like a science. People have studied this amongst thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Wouldn't, don't you think it might be helpful to know those things if you want to lose weight? Because your motive, do you not think your motivation is the main problem? You know, I, I, again, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. You know that. I, I, I want you to get the results you deserve. But I'm not going to bullshit you. Your motivation's not straight, most likely. So anyways, that's the first phase. Then it's followed by your self-image. You know, your, your, your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. If you're overweight and you've been overweight for a while, I know you don't like it. I know you want to change it, but you can't, you can't argue that you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with it. You know how to be overweight in the world, how to navigate your relationships and, and your life as an overweight person. And all of a sudden becoming a thin and healthy person as much as you want it simultaneously, subconsciously, it's fucking terrifying. If you don't realize that, then you're missing a big part of the puzzle. I literally just went through this today with a client. I'll give you some context to this just so you understand what I'm saying. So she goes, and this is a very smart, successful, intelligent woman. And she goes, you know, I realized that I am worried about being small. And she's short. And she goes, I'm worried about being small because when I was younger, I was physically bullied. Now you say, what the fuck's that have to do with anything? She's a grown woman now, so what? I'm telling you, your subconscious mind doesn't give a shit what age you are. It holds on to this weird stuff. And so now subconsciously, as much as she wants to lose weight, subconsciously she's saying, if I lose weight, I'm going to be in danger. I'm going to get assaulted. Does it make sense? Not logically, but it's driving her behaviors. 
And I promise you, you've got these same things. And until they're resolved, it's always going to be a struggle, you know? So, okay, so we got motivation, your, your self-image. We got habits. Again, understand the neuroscience and nuts and bolts of habits so you can be strategic with them instead of just winging it with willpower. Then we got emotions, which really ought to be its own level, but I just keep it in the mindset piece. Do you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel in life genuinely? Do you know how to deal with the shitty emotions you got to experience in life genuinely? Probably not because you've been conditioned like all of us to use food to manage your emotions. So how the fuck you going to just stop eating all your... It's not... You don't just stop emotional eating. Stop. Don't think that way because that emotional eating is serving a positive purpose. It's helping you deal with your emotions. And so until you figure out a better way to deal with your emotions that doesn't involve food, you're probably not going to stop emotional eating because it's serving a positive purpose for you. But okay. So then we got emotions. Then we got the mindset, how to actually think like a thin person. You don't know how to think like a thin person. <laughs> That'd be like, if you, if you if were to live in America, you're not just going to like all of a sudden start speaking Chinese. Like, how would that happen? but you spontaneously think you're just going to start thinking like a thin, healthy person? Me thinks you're not. <laughs> I think you need to learn how to do it. Now, the good news is it's easier than learning Chinese because you already speak English. So it's about asking new questions. It's about creating a solution-oriented mindset, growth mindset, all these things. But once you understand them, you get the roadmap forward. And right now you realize, just I hope from this, that you're just you're flying blind. You've got willpower. And you've got the, the nonstop stream of fucking plans that you're trying to force yourself to follow that you can't follow because it's miserable, you know? And then the final thing is maintenance. We start with programming yourself. Then we start with a maintenance plan because what the fuck? Why, why cut all these calories dramatically? And then what? <laughs> like, oh, I'll just add the calories. go back to my maintenance. Why not just go with the maintenance phase? Let, let's make it easy, right? So most people, the average calories up here, and then they're going down here to lose the weight. And then they're going to try and figure out where their maintenance is. To me, I'd rather go from here and let's just go to maintenance, wherever weight you want to live at for the rest of your life. And on top of that, the psychology of maintenance, you know, like people like, oh, once I lose the weight, then I'll focus on maintenance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're so sure you're going to get from day one to day two, week one to week two. The statistics say 75% of people can't get past a month on a diet. I think that's low, but whatever. And then 39, 36% can't get past a week. Do those numbers match up with your experience? <laughs> Thanks, Mary-Kate. <laughs> I love those. Um, so anyway, so, so yeah, so, so I just wanted to go through. I got caught up on a tangent. I'm going to go through your questions now. Um, even though I enjoy overeating something delicious, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. And that's part of the process. Big part of what Program Yourself then what we're looking to do subconsciously, one of the, one of the core things, is I want to reorient you. Because every time you make a food decision, you have kind of this subconscious process going on. Should I eat it or shouldn't I? And let's just say it's you've eat, finished dinner and now it's eight o'clock and usually at eight o'clock you go and eat ice cream, right? And so what's happening is when you're thinking about that food, should I eat ice cream or not? You're subconsciously, you're thinking about consuming, eating that ice cream. The movie you're watching, the way you're thinking about that ice cream, you're thinking about getting the ice cream, looking at it, putting your spoon in it, eating it, nom, 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 nom. And then you're done eating. That's it. That's the movie you're watching. What you're completely cutting out of that movie is what happens five minutes after you're done. That's where the consequence phase starts. And that's the longest phase. And you have been conditioned to not focus on that part. It's as real as the sun coming up tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's going to happen. But you have been trained and conditioned to not think about that consequence. But it's real. 
And so one of the big things I work to, to help people with is to shift their focus from focusing on the consumption to the consequence. So when you say, ah, I think I feel like eating some ice, because what you're doing is, you don't realize this, but subconsciously you're cranking up the desire for whatever that food is. So you say, ah, oh, should I eat ice cream or not? And you're subconsciously imagining eating that ice cream and you're cranking up the desire for it. The way, and then you're, you're expecting willpower to fight against that increased craving. What I would suggest you do instead is to change your subconscious programming. Should I eat ice cream or not? Well, it tastes good, consumption, but how am I going to feel when I'm done? How am I going to feel in 10 minutes after I'm done physically, mentally, and emotionally? Eh. Last time I ate, I felt uncomfortable. I was kind of frustrated with myself, let myself down. I stepped on the scale and that sucked and I was really negative with myself. Eh. Now, by thinking that without any willpower, you've decreased the craving automatically. You know that consequence is there. We're not bullshitting yourself. Again, I, I want to be as honest and practical with you as I can. This strategy works. It takes some practice. But I can tell you now when I'm considering food, I'm consistently focusing on the consequence. And that naturally encourages me and supports me to make the right decision most of the time. You know, um, Lots of mindset work. Yes, everything's mindset in my opinion. Um, I'm going to blast through questions here because I got to go on a minute. I got a call coming up. Um, how much did it cost? Uh, go check out Program Yourself Then There's a couple different options. It's from $300 for just the program to $1,000 to work directly with me for eight weeks, twice a week. That's not going to be that price for long. And I'm, I'm not just bullshitting you because... I'm going to, I'm starting to advertise and that that's going to go up to two grand just because I want to keep that program low. Cause I spent a lot of time with people in there and, and I love doing that. But, but anyways, that's, um, that's the program, right? We need guidance. Yes. Most of the time. Deb says, I keep missing your zoom calls. 3 PM is usually a busy time at work. Um, I'm not doing well with my mindset. All right, Deb, listen, Deb, if you can't get on the, the calls, um, email me questions. Okay, and, and I will talk about them on the call or I'll make you a, a video directly to you. Okay, I, I'm here to support you. Um, I want you to get on the calls, but if you can't do it, I'm still here for you, all right? So I can help you with the mindset stuff, all right? Um, nice, Erica says, the program allows you to shift your mindset, continue to learn about yourself and stop giving up. Thank you, Erica, that's very true, right? And Erica just went through that this past week. You know, you would never believe this, folks, but a lot of times when you get off track and make mistakes is some of the most valuable times for your weight mastery. We, we learn through more through mistakes than we do through doing the right stuff. And you just need to have a process of how to learn from your mistakes. That's the core of the program yourself then technique is the redo rehearsal piece of it. It takes a minute or two. You do it at night. But what this does, it allows you to learn from your mistakes. I think that's the most important thing because hear what I'm saying, because this is runs counter to what diet mindset thinks. The goal is not perfection because you're never going to be perfect. The most important skill of mastering your weight is the ability to get back on track quickly. It's not to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect because you're used to thinking about your weight loss in time frames of weeks and months. And you think, oh, how long is it going to take me to lose the weight? I'll be perfect. I'll lose the weight. But I'm talking about how long do you want to keep the weight off for? Do you, you want to lose the weight and then put it all back on? Well, obviously not, right? And so you want to keep it off. So if we're talking about forever, do you think you're going to be perfect? You think you're never going to eat a carb again? You think you're never going to eat sugar again? You're never going to go over 1,200 calories again? You You will. And so you need to have this ability to get back on track. It's the most important thing. This is why we do the 5-2 model. Every week you're practicing getting back on track. It's the most important skill because you're going to get off track. I just got off track. You know, last week was shit eating. Broke my foot, threw me all off track. That's normal. Oh, Jim, you should have eaten right. If you really wanted no pain, no gain, you should have stuck with it. That's all fucking bullshit in the real world. So stop believing that shit. I love personal trainers, but it's such a one-note superficial approach. 
I feel like all dieting is that, right? It's every diet is them telling you this perfect plan to stick with. And you better stick with it perfectly if you're serious. Well, what if I'm struggling? I, I want to do well, but I, I don't know. I, I ate a bunch of shitty food last night. What's going on? Just get back on the wagon. Come on, man. Stop with that. Stop it. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked for you. It's never going to work. You're a human being. So we need, we need deeper. We, you know, we can't live in this all or nothing, black or white world. What the fuck, man? Are you not a human? Have you not been living on planet Earth, your life? Do you not realize that life's shades of gray and not black and white? Well, your weight loss is no different. You know, I mean, come on. It makes me nuts because I see, you know, it's just, I just want to help everyone. That's my mission is to help as many people as I can live at their goal weight. But you've got to let go of that dieting mindset. It's, it's, it's a trap. You know, it's not you. It's not that you don't have willpower. It's not that you're genetically predisposed to be overweight. It's not that you're a sweet, sweetaholic. It's that you have no fucking strategy. You've got no plan for how to change your behaviors, how to deal with when you step on the scale and it doesn't go down the way you want, when you feel discouraged, when you feel frustrated. You don't know how to get back on track quickly. You don't know how to minimize your hunger and improve your cravings for healthy food. You don't know how to do any of this stuff. You're just flying blind. You know, it's like, it's like I said, okay, learn the piano, and I just put you in front of a piano. Go ahead. Just play me some songs. Okay, you want, yo, here's the sheet music. Come on. You're missing the main piece. <laughs> Which is your mindset. Can you please summarize for us how to lose the weight you lost? Was it 60 pounds you lost? Yeah, I lost like 50 pounds. I mean, what did I do to lose the weight? Um, I mean, I changed how I ate and how I lived. That's the top line. But how do you do that consistently? Well, I had to change my mindset. That was the most important piece. You know, that's why I say I make a pyramid shape. The top's eating and underneath it is lifestyle and underneath that's mindset. Mindset's most important, then lifestyle and then the eating. And most people are just trying to change their eating. It's like trying to build a a house from the roof down. It doesn't work. So it makes a lot more sense to have this holistic, comprehensive approach, you know? And what happens when you have that approach? I'm going to go back to you, Eric, and I'm going to reference you. And she made the great point. A lot of people do this. Um... It is that she got off track. And, and this, is a, this is like one of the most common things with people in my program. And, and for me, is we get off track and then we get back on track quickly because we want to. You tell me the last time you got off track with your diet when you got back on track within a week. It's not like that for you, right? Because A, it's, it's too much. It's overwhelming. You don't want to do it to begin with. And so when you make a mistake, it feels like you got to climb the mountain again. Um, and B, it doesn't feel good. It's all built around deprivation. The dieting, you don't want to... Listen, folks, you're all smart. I know this, okay? Why do you think you're not losing weight? Why do you think you're not doing the things that make you lose weight? It's not a trick question. It's because you don't want to do them. It's because you don't like dieting. You don't like the deprivation. Losing weight to you is miserable, painful. It sucks. It's that simple. You don't have a comfortable, enjoyable, easy, feel-good approach to mastering your weight. And, and, and that's got to change, you know? Um, it's not going to be easy, but how can you do it? Oh, okay, 10. Yeah, yeah. This depends. Hey, right, good to see you. Good to see you. Um, yeah, I've been to Weight Watchers a few times off and on. Ever the Weight Watchers is the most, because it's been around the longest too, and it was good. Um, I, I think the group aspect of Weight Watchers was the most beneficial part. There is, it's just a marketing company, folks. I know, I, I know this. I mean, I, uh, I can't go into it right now. I got to get out of here. But I could talk about the, the Weight Watchers thing. When you see it from the other, other side, it, it's, it is what it is. 
But listen, by the way, all the diets you all are fo- focusing on and, and basing your weight loss on are all, all these diets are owned by big food companies. Would you believe it? Do you know that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz, that Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle, that uh, the company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon, that the company that owns Slim Fast is the same company <laughs> that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Do you really think they don't want you to eat their bullshit? They want you to lose weight and, and consume less of their products? Or do you think that dieting doesn't work and so they just get you coming and going? That, I'll leave that decision up to you. But yeah, people just keep cycling through the same diets, you know? Uh, anyways. <laughs> oh my God, I'm having the same issue. I didn't realize it getting uncomfortable being smaller. Yeah, Rebecca, that's, a, that's great though to realize that's great. Because again, you, this is what all the coaching calls are this. This is why it's like when people get in the program, the benefit I have is I've done over 5,000 private weight loss coaching calls. And it's like the things I've realized that I never would have guessed. I never would have guessed those. Because um, so much of it's counterintuitive. People are very counterintuitive. Like what you think should work doesn't. It's like the opposite. It's weird. And it's so fast. I love when people get in the coaching calls because they get to see that, right? Because you, you watch me work with other people and you consistently see very smart, successful people that are missing just the whole weight loss process. I, I can't even, you're, you're just, okay, let me put it this way. If you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye and look at your nose, you see it, right? Open both eyes. What happens? Your brain deletes your nose. And this is happening right now to you. When it comes to weight loss, there are challenges and solutions that are right here in front of you that you absolutely are missing. You are literally blind to them. And that's one of the most valuable reasons why working with a coach is so helpful. You know, um, But that's a great job, Rebecca, to, to realize that is, again, once you realize that, then you can go to work on solving it. If you don't realize it, you can't solve it. This independent is, it is, I was overweight, now I'm thin, I struggle accepting new me, keep thinking on my old self. Yeah, I, this is such a crazy thing to me because weight loss, everyone wants to lose weight. Most people have lost weight at some point and put it back on. And no one ever talks about this self-image piece that you identify as an overweight person. And as long as you are, I, this is one of the biggest shifts I had to make. Food for me, everything was food. Greek, America, everything was food. And so changing my weight really was about changing. And my dad was a foodie. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to turn away from all the food. Food was love in my life. That's how everyone that was close to me showed love. And I showed love to them by eating their food. Um, and so there was a lot of psychology to becoming a thin person. The, the, the outside, what to eat, that stuff's the easy part. It's changing how you think about yourself and getting comfortable to be a thin, healthy person. It's fucking weird. All of a sudden, if I magically turned you into a thin, healthy person tomorrow, all of a sudden people react different to you. You have to think different. What would you do all day long if you weren't thinking about losing weight? You, you know what I mean? Like, and it feels uncomfortable. It's weird. Anything new is, is weird. Even though we think, well, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah, great. Your brain's main job is to predict the future. So your subconscious mind's a status quo machine. It wants to keep everything the same so you can predict the future more accurately. Well, all of a sudden you're a thin, healthy person is a huge shift in identity and it's weird and it's got to be dealt with, you know? So I'm glad I, I could point that out to some of you. Um, so, <laughs> uh, someone says, no shit, you're ridiculous. You're not teaching anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, people just stick to an eating plan. You teach nothing. You look sick. It's <laughs> uh, funny. I, lo- I love the trolls and I would love to go at this, but I, I literally got here in one minute. Um, yeah, I appreciate y'all sticking up for me. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm confident in myself but i always like to hear that um 
What about Christmas? How do we keep the control? Um, I, you know, listen, what, what Christmas time, come check in on me because I'll talk about that. Um, during Christmas time, I, I ease off the control. What's the point of mastering your weight if you can't go on vacation and eat what you want? If you can't go to Christmas and eat what you want or, for a week or a couple weeks? You know, the most enjoyment you can get out of food, in my opinion, is to be at your goal weight and eat what you want. Right? That means you have to change how you're eating, but it's part of the whole process. See, that's what you're all doing in your mind. You're, you're all or nothing and you're thinking it's a life of deprivation and that's why you're not doing it. You, you think you want to lose weight, but subconsciously you associate losing weight with deprivation and misery and it sucks. It's a shitty quality of life. That's why you're not doing it. I love being thin and healthy. I love the way I'm living. I love everything about it. And it, it's not rocket science. It's just a different way of looking at it, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, incorporated the, the salad prepping video. Yeah, that's a great video, right? And that's a great strategy. One of my favorites. Came up with that a couple of years ago. Big, big change. Um, now that you change your mindset, do you actually see food differently? Like triggers gone? Um, yes, I definitely, I definitely see food differently which is a huge part of my ability to eat the right foods so i don't have the same cravings i used to have because i i've learned a lot about food and what they do to me and that has lower just like the cigarettes right if you're a smoker and you learned how bad they were for you that shifted your subconscious understanding of them and now it reduced the craving for them you know so that's definitely a part of it and um there's still triggers though i still have triggers um but i i'm more aware of them and i'm more prepared for them right um, Hamilton says, I believe y'all buy your program today. Yeah. Super Hamilton. I, I look forward to seeing you. We have a for, you'll get on the first coaching call tomorrow. Okay. And if you have any questions about the program or getting into it, just let me know. Um, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here. I, I wish I could stay cause you guys, you all are all awesome today. And, uh, I wish I could stay on here a little bit longer, but I got to go, got to get going. Um, oh, look at that. I lost 10 pounds on program yourself thin in preparation for a cruise. Now that I'm back, I gain it back. Okay. Um, but that's okay. You know what I mean? You just hop right back on it. The, the cruise is fine. It, if you know, it's all about solidifying your lifestyle. Remember mindset, lifestyle, eating, and now you fall right back into it. I went away on vacation for a week and I put seven pounds on. I don't give a shit. I, that's why I go on vacation. I enjoyed the hell out of myself. And because I enjoy myself now, it's easy for me to get back on track. Now the broken foot knocked me off track a little bit. Um, but now I'm, this is the week after that. Now I'm right back on track. So keep going, Alex. And, and let me know. I, 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 um, I don't know which program you're in. I don't, I don't remember speaking with you, but um, shoot me a message about that if you want um, some more support. I'm here for you. I do have another support thing I was working on coming. I'll, I'll let you know about it if you're on the list. Um, but, but yeah, just get right back on track. It's no problem um, really to put that weight back on because again, it's the ability to get, if things are right, when things are going right with program yourself, then you just kind of fall right back into your normal routines and you want to because you've, you've customized them for yourself. You see? So again, it starts to feel better to live your normal life than it does to live that overeating, unhealthy lifestyle. You know, I wish I had more time to talk about this. But anyways, yeah, shoot me a, a message, Alex, because I, I can help you with some of that stuff. And I'll give you a personal um, uh, kind of coaching w w to help you do that. Uh, I would do it here if I had a little more time. But I got to get out of here. All right, everyone, if you have not yet, make sure you go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. Okay. Get the hypnosis session. It's free. It's a new thin me. It's a kickstart session. It'll help you clarify and connect to your goal weight. You'll feel a genuine sense of motivation that's naturally going to cause you to eat better. I'm guaranteed. Test it out. It's free. And then there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Please watch this. It's a half hour long. It's a new paradigm and approach to mastering your weight. It, it could change everything for you. So please go watch it. And then I email you stuff all the time. I got a mindset program I give you for free. If you're really serious, you know, join the program and, um, you know, we'll work together. 
um, podcast, just program yourself then. Uh, TikTok, you know, I'm always putting videos out there, so keep up on those. And uh, yeah, I got to get out of here. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Bye.